Welcome and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. It's week two of sermons in the context of the coronavirus pandemic. We're not meeting in person as a church, but our pastors are recording sermons for us that we can listen to or view online. And we'll continue this method as long as it's prudent to maintain social distancing. Here's First Pres Senior Pastor Dan Chun and special guest, Bob Lenz. Hi, this is Pastor Dan. Welcome again to our Sunday online service. Glad you are with us. Uh, we can't meet in person, as you know, but this is a great way to connect and meet. And our church at First Pres, we're still meeting in a multitude of different ways through video conferencing, whether it's Alpha or small groups or young adults and other fellowship groups. But this is our time together to worship. And I learned today that there are other churches who might not have the uh, technology uh, digitally, social media wise, that they are joining us and watching our sermons and our messaging and our, our worship through music. And so I just want to say welcome to all of you, how great it is. This is the body of Christ. You know, this is kind of a crisis in our state. So we want to do all that we can to support one another and uh, have each other's back. So welcome to our First Pres family and that we are the family of Jesus today all together. Part of worship, you know, today we're going to have a message, we're going to have some worship music, but part of worship is the offering. And it is a way that we support all of our churches, uh, not just First Press. And just a reminder to everybody that it's our form of worship, it's our form of our generosity, and it's a way we thank God. Now, because we're not meeting in person, we can give a multitude of different ways. One is through uh, our app, our website. Uh, recurring giving, maybe for some figuring out how to do automatic withdrawal from their checking account or through their charge account. Um, and of course, the old-fashioned way through snail mail, just write a check and mail that in. But that's all a part of how we glorify God, thank Him for all that we have, even in the midst of a crisis. And so I just want to lead us in a prayer right now, okay? Please join me. Lord, thank you that the body of Christ is together. Thank you that we have this time to praise you for who you are and honor you. And Lord, we pray that the offerings that we are about to send in, that is one way to say we worship you, we love you, we are grateful for all that you have done for us and will do. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, now time for a message. Here it is, uh, our second week of having our video preaching worship service. And today we have a really great special opportunity to get to know Bob Lenz. That's L-E-N-Z. He is from uh, this teeny unknown town called Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's right. Uh, well known for their Pop Warner football. And uh, someday they'll make it to the NFL. You can tell I'm a 49er fan. Uh, but it's so great to have Bob with us. So, you know, he was going to be our guest preacher uh, this Sunday. But as you know, we closed down the in-person worship service. But like, why waste a great ministry opportunity? So I'm going to do an interview with him as our message of hope during these troubled times. So uh, I just want to say, welcome, Bob. Uh, uh, Shaka, brother. Great to Good see you. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want to be a good model for uh, our church and, you know, social distancing. You know, I think it's supposed to be like six feet, isn't it? Let's see. Right here. I, I guess I got to sit over here and... Uh, Okay, five feet, eight inches. That's pretty close That's enough. Close. I would have brought uh, Bob some chocolate macadamia nuts. Uh, have this instead. 
That's a lot more valuable right here. You got that, that's for sure. Well, let me tell you about uh, Bob Lenz. Uh, he is the founder of a ministry uh, emanating out of Wisconsin. It's called Life Promotions, and he works with youth. He puts on these huge, like, festivals once a year of 45,000 people in a week, which is slightly more than Hawaiian Islands Ministries of their <laughs> two to 3,000. But it's just an amazing ministry. We'll hear more about it later, what he does with youth and, and everything. But so great to have you with us, Bob, and, and what, your first time? It's first time to be with you. It's just what a privilege. I've heard a lot about you uh, from Compassion International. Not the police or anything. Uh, no, no, but, but honestly, thank you for your, your service to the church, to the greater church at large, and it's just been, it's, it's an honor to be here. Golly, golly, I don't know who you talk to, but ah, thank you so much. It's, it's really good. incredible. And um, he has done so much for the kingdom, and it's just an honor for you to uh, have you with us as part of our First Prez family. Um, you know, we're going through a very difficult time right now. I mean, with the COVID-19, the coronavirus, and uh, as you know, it's just uh, increasing all over the world, and Hawaii is no different, and the numbers keep going up. Uh, at this time, what, what do you think people need to hear in terms of about fear and anxiety and worry? Well, first, it's changing everything, right? Like um, the NBA is postponed. You know, and I'm like, really? Because the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, from Wisconsin again, are in, out in the lead. Um, the NCAA and the Wisconsin Badgers won the NC, you know, the, the Big Ten. And yet it's changing everything. But when I think of all the things that are changing, the fear that's happening in so many people, the fear of how it's affecting my family, my, my job, my income, my schedule, what's going on. And that fear, but we know that fear is not of the Lord. And so as even when basketball is taking a time out, maybe it's time for us to reset. Mm. Maybe it's time mm. for us to go, God, what are you saying about my fears? Where have I put my trust? And when I, when I slow down, I go, what matters the most? And for me, it always comes to faith, family, and friends. But even, even as great as family and friends are, you build your life on that. You know, Matthew 7 says, that's sinking sand. There's only one rock, and no, there's only one thing that can take care of the fear, and that's Jesus Christ. Will we build our lives on that rock? Will we build our lives on the only thing that can change, and that's Jesus Christ? Wow, that, that's a great word. And as I think about, you know, these fears people have are real, right? They, they could be losing their jobs, they're shutting down uh, companies, uh, stores, restaurants. Um, health is a huge concern uh, for senior citizens um, and uh, and then for the youth thinking about all these anxieties uh, that they have maybe even starting with before even COVID-19 has That's arrived. Right. Um, do you have any practical tips like to say think of these two or three things of that could really help you in memory, whether it's a passage from the Bible or is there, what can we say to people? Like, here's a takeaway for today. We know a lot of times we quote scriptures that here's the promises of God, but nobody ever thinks of when they say, what's a promise you really want to count on? No one ever thinks of John 16:33 that says, in this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah, we don't like that part. No, you will, count on it. And kids, but then it says, but, and for, for the youth that are listening, it's a big but, it's a big but. 
in this world, you will have tribulations. It's affecting people. Elderly are passing away. People are losing their jobs. The stock market has crashed. But it says, be of good cheer. Pastor Dan, how in the midst of everything, the world seems to be shutting down. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck at home. How can, I, how can I be of good cheer without denial, without you know, turning to drugs, without turning to more things in this world? How? The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on me for I care for you. Either that's true or it's not. And if it's true, that in the midst of whatever fear, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, concern you have, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we're not, we're not wanting to guilt people, but we invite you, you who are heavy laden, you who are weary, come and find rest. You know, be still and know that I'm God in the middle of this crisis, in the middle of this pandemic, that God is still God and you can trust him. And you can rely on him. No matter how fearful or how much anxiety I have, he's still true. So in the midst of that, know that God said there's hard times are going to come. But if you build on that rock, it will stand. And you will stand. And this family, this church, this body will stand because of faith in Christ. Great word again. Um, I mean, you know, I'm thinking of... Um you're obviously into, into prayer. Uh, I, I think you're part of uh, our president's uh, advisory prayer council. I'm not sure what the technical sure. name is. And uh, prayer is important. But I, I know for many of us at this time, we can feel like our, our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, like I'm so full of anxiety. Uh, how do we really, what, what would you say about prayer right now at a, at a time like this? That the prayer of a faithful person, you know, is not without without effect and but I go and then I go well if you look at my heart maybe I'm not that faithful and so maybe this is consequences and what we need to tell every single person is this he is working even when it looks like he's not working he is answering it all things work together for the good except for the coronavirus <laughs> all things work together for the good except for no God I don't believe caused this in my theology but God is sovereign above this so that no matter what happens, no matter what comes to me, I can still trust even in my doubt. Like um, one of my favorite verses during this time, God, I believe, help my unbelief. So somehow it's not all belief or all doubt. It's both, isn't it? Like, God, I know you're still God. It doesn't look like it right now but I will trust you even in my weakness, even in my fear, I will trust you. That's, that's incredible. You know, so, sometimes people are just saying, okay, this Jesus thing, I don't know, you know, like no, no way will that ever happen. Um, and yeah, a God, maybe I'm just gonna be one of those foxhole Christians when I'm in trouble, then I'll go to him. But, but right now, no way, it's not logical, it doesn't make sense. Um, and can he really help me at a time like this? And, and I know... Well, uh, when you, you look at that, even God's name in the Old Testament, it was so holy that the Jewish people couldn't even pronounce it because it was Yahweh. Some mm. people think that's breath of life. Yahweh, right? And so in the middle of that, when the world says no way, 
Yahweh. <laughs> like, I mean, you look at the creed that we say, a lot of churches every Sunday, you don't really believe that a virgin became pregnant. No way. Yahweh. You, you don't believe that that, that that child was both totally God and totally man. There's no way. Yahweh. You don't believe that even though he's the king of kings and lord of lords, he was born in a manger in a barn? No way. Yahweh. You don't believe that he touched the, the deaf and they heard and the lame and they walked and the blind and they saw. No way, Yahweh. But then to think of this, Dan, you really believe that 2,000 years ago, before you were even born, he was thinking of you when he died on that cross? No way. Amazing. Yahweh. And you really believe, not just the story, that three days later he rose physically from that grave, ascended into heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. No way. Yahweh. If that's true, and if that same spirit is living in us, because he who does not have the spirit is not a, a son or daughter of Christ. So if we really call ourselves a Christian, we have the spirit of God in us, that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. You know what? There's no way we're going to get through this crisis. There's no way. I mean, I'm losing my job. The stock market's crashed. My health is gone. The virus is spreading. There's no way we're going to get through it. Yahweh. Yahweh. Hope in the name of the one true God. Yahweh, the Jehovah, who has come to earth, died and rose on our behalf. What an encouraging word. Man, we should like put that on a t-shirt or something, hey, you know, and just remind everybody on bumper stickers and put it near our bedside, you know, if it's no way, no, Yahweh, that's the we way to really go. We need to trust in Him. You know, for youth, you've devoted your life to youth uh, in so many different ways. How did it come to be that you had such a heart for youth and have this long, decades-long ministry for youth? Well, I'm not because I have it all together, Dan. Uh, matter of fact, I grew up in a great family, but we had two special need, um, I had two special need siblings, and um, one who was mentally challenged at about a third grade level, and one who had cerebral palsy, mental retardation, scoliosis, curvature of the spine, half his body grew, epilepsy. Hmm. And I'm in religion class, and, and I said, why did, why am I normal and my brother and sister have special needs? And the teacher in her ignorance said, I guess God loved you more mm. than mm. he loved your brother and sister. And I'm like, like the pain and the anger, I got, I, I got up the kill. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Like number two pencil, lead poison, <laughs> you know? But I got up and they stopped me and the teacher from next door who became my football coach year after had to guide me out in the hall and I'm swinging and crying. And, she, and he said, Bob, she's wrong. But I was afraid that she was right. See, if God uh -huh. loved me more than them, then if you're a better preacher than me, which it sounds like you are, then God loves you more than me. And if he has more money than you, then God loves them. And if he is better athlete, then God loves them. And I'm like, no. And I had to come to the question, did God have a purpose and love my brother and sister? And John chapter nine said it, there was a, born, a man that was born blind. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, whose sin made him this way? Was it his or his parents? And Jesus said, neither. Mm -hmm. It was his uncles. No, <laughs> it didn't say that. I'm it's sorry. It's a different version. <laughs> That's right. That's right, the Wisconsin version. Yeah. 
But it said, no, neither, but that the glory of God would be revealed. And I thought, well, if my brother and sister with their special needs have value, then so do the 1,800 teenagers that attempt suicide every day. 1,800 wow. a day, 18 completed. And I thought, if my brother and sister have value, then I'm going to commit my life to traveling and telling every single person before the age of 18. Because two out of three people come to Christ if they do before the age of 18. And so, yeah, I'm 37 years in ministry and I'm still a youth minister. Amazing. I still want to reach that. And you're only 39 now. That's, That's right. incredible. That's right. I just want every kid to know that they have worth, value, and dignity. That's amazing, amazing. And you know, kids struggle with that so much, with the voices in their heads of, of, and adults too, you know, and that started as youth, that you're, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not handsome enough, you, you'll never amount to anything. So what kind of message can you tell people that they are of value? Well, for even myself, so with my brother and sister, I had a speech impediment, and I still, mm -hmm. I'm not an eloquent speaker or presenter, and I mess up words all the time. And at first grade, I get marched out of the normal class to go to the special ed class. And somebody would go, there goes Bob, he's retarded, just like his brother. Mm. And, and I'm like, I'm never wow. going to do this again. I'm never going to speak. And I had to take a speech course to graduate high school. And I got a C minus, Dan. My teacher told me never to go into public speaking. Oh my goodness! You know, and but you I'm, know, speak I'm to here 45, to rebel. 000, That's yeah. right. I'm here Probably to rebel. Probably half a million speak to. But I wanted to say, no matter what people say to you, that they they still have value. Um, example: do you, do you happen to have a five dollar bill on you? The guy from Wisconsin is asking a Chinese guy <laughs> for five dollars. I don't know. Maybe it's going to hey, be a hey, miracle. Wait, wait, wait. Everything that I own see. is made in China. <laughs> so, is that okay to say? Let's see. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here's a, here's a five. Okay. Here's a five. So how much is this $5 bill worth? $5. Okay, but what if I took it and I verbally abused it? You good-for-nothing $5 bill? I wish you're never even printed. You'll never be as good as your older brother, the 10. <laughs> it's still yeah. worth $5. So even though it was verbally abused, even though somebody put something bad on the Internet about it, even though they, they, they use words to pull them down, it hasn't lost its value. But what if I physically abuse it? Take that, Lincoln. You call that a beard? <laughs> Smile, you won the war. How much is it still worth? Still five. dollars So I want every listener to today to hear this. I'm not okay in anything that was done against you. If anyone harms you, it is not from I, says the Lord. But no matter how you've been verbally abused, physically abused, sexually abused, you have not lost your value. If I neglect this and the parents get divorced and it spends all its time at home lonely and neglected, it hasn't lost its value, value right? If I, I hate doing this because I love our country so much, yeah, but if I spit on it, yeah. right? You may not want to touch it, yeah. but it hasn't lost its value. Yeah. And even if I took it, I don't know if I want to do this on camera, but even, yeah. it, just for an example, even if I took it and I ripped it in half, if you put it back together, it hasn't lost its value. value. Even if I rip it into four pieces, dollar and a quarter, <laughs> that's advanced math. <laughs> but even if I tore it again, if I have it all, it hasn't lost its value. 
And you know what? Because of that, I'm not going to throw it into the garbage can because the seal has value. Matter of fact, I did this once, and I brought it back to a bank, and I lost the whole piece. And I had a chunk missing. And I brought it back, and I'm like, <laughs> and they took it, and they gave me a brand new one. And don't miss this. They said as long as it has the identification number on it, it hasn't lost its value. Wow. And you are so much more than a number. You're a human being. And our Constitution says there is liberty and justice for all, not just the white, not just the male, not just the athletic, not just the rich, but for all. But because of the message you and I preach, Dan, mm -hmm. we've been made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Can this $5 bill put itself back together? No. Mm. Be positive. Hug a tree. Become one with the universe. No. It has to. A higher power mm. we know, Jesus mm. Christ. Mm -hmm. So if anybody today has, has heard me mm. and hurt us, mm. no matter what people have done to hurt you, how you've been abused, how you're afraid, you lost your job, what's going on, here's what we need to do. Surrender our lives back to the only one who can put us back together. Salvation, saved from the penalty of sin, right? That's, that's justification. Being saved from the power of sin, being put back together, that's sanctification. And one day, saved from the very presence of sin, and that's glorification when he comes again. But for now, we need to tell every single person that they're valuable, no matter where they're from, not just in the U.S., not just the, you know, American-born Caucasian, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. just the Chinese, mm -hmm. the whole world. And that's, that's so much in my heart for every child in the world. And, and you go all around um, the United States and you talk to public schools and, and talk about the value they have and you do it in a way that is not too preachy or not too heavily. Yeah, um, in the public school, we will not even, even if like we're in Texas and they say, this is my school and I'm a Christian, you can talk about Jesus here. We won't, why? because of the separation of church and state, mm -hmm. but we will talk about values, courage and respect that everybody can agree on. We'll talk about the dignity of the human being, but then at night we'll invite them back. So we did 106 schools this last year, and we talked about the dignity of every person. We call it the Dignity Revolution. You can go to dignitypledge.com, and we don't talk about Jesus there, but then we can invite him back at night. And at night, we get to share that they've been made in the image of God and that Jesus came and died and rose again and can give them new life and that they have and that's what we do and that's that that is that message for for this nation and for every nation the care for the next generation and I love what you said about the the five dollar bill having an, an identity um, a numeral on it that's right and that when we are created, knitted in our mother's wombs, God Psalm 119, put, put, a, a, put a number yeah. on us, in a sense. And he even knows the number of hairs on our heads <laughs> right. that we're that, he's that specific, that personal, and really cares about us. You know, you, you mentioned this is for all, and, and sometimes we can think, is this just for American kids or American children? But as you know, um, 
you know, our church is a big, rabid fan of Compassion International right. that really goes into other countries to help children in poverty. And I think, especially at a time like this with coronavirus and COVID-19, um, you know, how, how can we help these children in poverty? I mean, they, we're, we're worried about toilet paper. They don't have a toilet. Right. We think, golly, will there be enough space for me in a hospital? They don't even have hospitals. I'd, I'd have been to right. the, these areas of poverty right. around the world where their, their uh, house is like the size of a garage for us. And or a they, small bedroom and, sometimes. And they have multiple families in there. Uh, and so what, what do you have to say about that, about the, the poor children, children in poverty around the world? Well, please don't hear us making light of the coronavirus here. Mm -hmm. But in comparison, mm -hmm. as of date, as this is being broadcasted, We've lost about 5,000 people mm. worldwide to the coronavirus, 5,000, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. okay? Every single day in America, it's almost 14,000 people a day dying under the age of five mm. from preventable disease or starvation. Now, when I first started working with Compassion, that was 30,000 a day. So yes, it's coming down, but you know how many that is? That's still five million a year. Wow. That means every 10 seconds, how long has this program been going on that another child has died? So, you know, so we look at the precautions. We've canceled, right, the, um, the his him right mm -hmm. um, conference. We're, we're canceling quakes across the country. All these events and schools are closed. Why? To save one life. But every single day, that many are dying. And if we would partner with Compassion, you know, it's so one of the hardest things is that we had to cancel this Sunday. Yes. It was Compassion Sunday. Right. One of the things that your conference has done so well is getting so many kids sponsored. But that doesn't have to change state. Right now, people are hoarding toilet paper. What if? Isn't that building their house on the sand? Mm. Isn't that trusting in, I have to have more? And what did Jesus say about the woman who took the might and gave? Gave more. What if this time, in our own panic, instead of giving into that fear, we would say a broad, bold statement that says, you know what? Even in this time mm. of fear, we're going to care for the least of these. We're going to care for a child who may not have a meal today. We're going to care for somebody who doesn't have even a toilet, much less toilet paper. And you could change that life forever. And, and, and by how much? <laughs> $38 a month? Over $1.30? See, when I, the reason I've given my life to this is when I went to Thailand and I was looking in the windows and and I'm sorry, but our Asian friends have made some awesome, um, the technology and the things for sale. I, I had these eyes that are like, I want that and I want that. But then, Dan, I saw a little girl in a window for sale. Hmm. And somebody handed me a piece of paper and said, could I say this appropriately, because kids are watching too, what she would do for a price, for my pleasure. And, and I'm like, she was 10 years old. And I saw her sold to a 50-year-old man mm. for a $10 bill. And I thought, 
for $1.30 some cents a day, I could give this person hope. And as a dad of three daughters and two boys and six granddaughters, I said, where's the mom? Where's the dad? Hmm. And they told me that their parents are probably the ones that put them out there. I said, why? I said, Bob, when it gets so bad that they have other children at home, that if they sacrifice this one, that the others would have food to eat. And I said, I will go anywhere. I will do anything for that one. Because if it was mine, if it was your son, your daughter, mm -hmm. never. But Jesus said, who is my brother? Who is my sister? Who's my son, my daughter? They're ours. And so even in the midst of this, I am praying with all my heart that our listeners today, our, our family sponsors kids, that's not to pat me on the back, but that's saying, I'm doing this very thing, little making is in Haiti, and Haiti's going through. They've had what we're facing now, year after year. And we got their meat making and see that mm. he now has a chance because somebody's willing to take that opportunity and sponsor. And it's, it, it's one child, right? One child mm -hmm. to one sponsor through the local church. Mm -hmm. And they share Jesus with them. They meet the physical poverty, but also the spiritual poverty to make a difference. I mean, you can change the life in the midst of this crisis. What would happen if we'd go, you know what? When, when did you get sponsored? In the midst of their own crisis. Wow. They thought of somebody. That's Jesus' life. Right. That's Jesus. Right. And historically, Christians have come to the forefront, even if it's leprosy here in Hawaii, even if it's uh, the, the bubonic plague. Yeah, they have not fleed and left, left the city. They would step up there. And why do you like compassion? There are a lot of human relief organizations. What, what like, really gets you going about compassion? I'm an evangelist, okay? My whole life is that every kid before they're 18 would have a personal relationship with Jesus. Compassion has not mission drifted. Compassion. If all the evangelistic organizations together do not lead as many kids to Christ as compassion projects because yes they'll care for the physical needs the hunger needs the mental needs they'll train them they'll give them a trade so they can get a job but they haven't swayed from giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ because that matters as well and then you look at the organization and the amount of money not going towards you know, even infrastructure, but really reaching the kid. And I've seen from the, the, the president down to the, to the local um, organ, no, organizers in the church, to the people getting kids sponsored, this is the real deal. They care about the whole person and the integrity and the amount of money that's going directly to that kid. That's why. Well, I love compassion too, and uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, as you said, it's kind of bread in one hand and Bible in the other. They want the word to be in the world, and, and they want to do both. That's right. Help them educationally, put clothes on them, make sure health, they're healthy, and know about Jesus Christ. And not everybody, they, their slogan is to release um, children, children from poverty, poverty in, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Not, not, not just, here's a bowl of rice or, or whatever, That's or bread. Right. And, um, and through the local church. Right. I mean, we're talking to a family today, and we're, they're inviting people into the family 
saying we care about you as a whole person. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Well, you know, at this time, I just want to um, talk to the people who are watching this and just say, maybe as we've just been talking about, that this whole per per panorama of worry and fear and youth and then children in poverty, that you might really pray and see if the Holy Spirit's talking to you right now, and maybe you would like to sponsor a child uh, through Compassion International. It's $38 a month, as Bob said. You know, you have to give up some Starbucks a week. It, it's a slam dunk to, to save a kid's life eternally, as well as doing this present life. So there is, um, hopefully, on the screen, a link that says Compassion.com backslash FPC Hawaii. FPC, that's Frank Paul Charlie, First Presbyterian Church, Hawaii. Compassion.com backslash FPC Hawaii. And if you go to that link, it gets you onto their web, and you can find a child that would be just perfect for your family uh, or for yourself. You can um, find a child by gender, by age, by country. Uh, you might find one who has a birthday similar to yours or maybe one of your children or maybe in honor of somebody who's passed away. Uh, you might find a, a country that you really love and been praying for. So if you might consider after this um, worship is over that you would uh, go to that link and just see look at the different options and pray and see if the Holy Spirit talks to you and it, you might sponsor a child. You might uh, say, hey, Dad, I'm a senior citizen. I don't want to sponsor a child for the next 14 years or something. Well, look for ages. Find one that's maybe 18 or so or 16 and just sponsor that child for one more year or two more years. And others of you, you can pick a younger age. And notice there'll be symbols on each of the children's profiles. It might say, hasn't been chosen for years, or it could be they're in an AIDS-related uh, uh, area, or it's a very uh, endangered area because of sex trafficking, uh, and I can't remember the other symbols, yeah. uh, Bob, but there are all these uh, different ways that might highlight and guide you by the Holy Spirit, maybe that child. And some of you maybe already have a child or, or two children, but the Spirit may say, you know what? you could do one more and right. maybe you won't feel it as much as the blessings that will give to this child. And then as Bob said, they, Compassion International works through the local church. So that means they don't give any money to the government. Nobody's ripping off from the top directly to a church. And so they're building up churches. In a sense, they're planting churches. And, and as their children and their program go to a church, what happens? Uncles and aunties and parents and grandparents start going to the church. So the church, the churches are growing too. And so Compassion is very savvy and strategic about that. Were you going to say something? Yeah, um, and because so many of the events where these kids are being sponsored, Compassion Sundays are being canceled. Events mm. um, like yours have been being canceled. Christian tours, uh, music tours are being canceled. But we can't stop because every single day these kids are perishing and we can give them hope. So even though we can't, we have to social distance ourselves and we can't have gatherings. We can't stop the mission of the church. And this is what Jesus, you want to be about Jesus? You want to be about his heart? It's about compassion and what they're doing for these children. What, what a miracle that would be in the middle of this to go to that screen right now and go online and sponsor a child. And 
in this great time of, of need, when we are feeling it's about me and my worries and will I have enough, will I have enough paper towels or toilet paper or food, it would be incredible that we'd say, no, it's not just about me. It's about something else. And we can only say that because we believe in a great Lord. So I just want to say right now, Bob, thank you so much for being with the First Prez family Love and it. sharing from your heart. Uh, wow, what a, a gold mine of, of uh, wisdom and help and advice you've given us and inspiration. And uh, we hope to have you back in Hawaii soon, maybe within the hymn to, conference come or back church, at our church. Come to, to the preach. church, come to the schools. But can I close by praying for your family? Oh, sure. sure. Father God, I, I pray for First Pres right now in the name of Jesus and the different places where they normally meet um, at different services and their their satellite place. But Lord, right now, people that are online watching, they're a family. And we feel divided right now because we can't be together, but we're together in purpose. And together we will not give in to fear, but, a, but of love and of power and a sound mind. And that, that, that love would conquer the fear that what's going on would be wise, but we would love. And then at this time, First Pres would be the body of Christ again. And even in their own anxiety, reach out and minister, sponsor a child, and advance the kingdom of God. And so we declare you good even in bad times. We declare that our lives are built on the solid rock, and we will rest in you and advance the kingdom at the same time. Just bless Pastor Dan, his staff, his personal family, but the family of First Press in Jesus' name. Amen. As the COVID-19 pandemic chokes the world and temporarily alters our way of life, we can take some downtime to re-evaluate our blessings and at the same time, reframe our current situation against the larger context of worldwide poverty. Thanks to Bob Lenz for taking the time to speak with our church family. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, normally, we meet Sundays at our Ko'olau campus or at The Vine in Kaka'ako. But for now, you can find sermons on the First Pres website, Facebook, and on the First Pres app. Be sure to check your email for links to sermons, church news and updates, and daily devotionals. For Pastor Dan Chan and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thanks for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2020 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.